Hi everybody. So this is Dave. So we are uh, foster parents for a mama dog and her six puppies. And so I thought it would be good to do um, a podcast on pets because people ask me all the time, should we get a pet? Should we not get a pet? Hi everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So here's the thing. It is a huge responsibility. And if you think your kids are going to do it, I mean, they can certainly help. And it's a good way for them to learn about responsibility and following through on things and how wonderful it is to care for um, another living being, but it really is going to be you doing the work, so you need to know that. Um, let's talk about the benefits first of pets. So oxytocin, which you know I'm very big on, um, and serotonin. Those are two, I mean there's lots of wonderful reward chemicals, but those are two that really come to mind um, when you're looking after animals. They give a lot back, so when you're cuddling and you're looking after them and you're helping them, um, and, and your kids are putting their needs aside um, in order to care for this little little being, um, it's really good for them and you get those beautiful, beautiful reward chemicals. And remember that those actually block cortisol. Oh, is that a kid? Thank you. I'm getting some oxytocin right now. Um, so, I mean, those are wonderful things. So for children who are anxious, it's lovely to have a pet that sort of unconditionally loves you and cares for you. If your child has a difficult time at school, um, or you know, getting picked on or bullied, they come home and there's a, a loving animal, cat, dog, rat, um, who just loves them no matter what. And that's actually a really important thing to have. That's sort of a constant. Um, you know, there's, there's some negative things about having a pet. It's certainly a lot of work and it's one more thing that you have to monitor and watch and make sure the kids are, um, are helping you with. And for little kids, they can help out with feeding and come on walks with you. Um, and they care for the animal and older kids. It's really good for them to, to go on walks with the with the pet with the dog um, By themselves. Thank you. That's very nice um, So and it's a great thing for the whole family to get involved in so I've had lots of families who were not let's say dog people who on my recommendation um, Got a dog and they're so happy. I mean they just say that that's changed their lives and really brought so much joy Yes, a lot of work, but a tremendous amount of joy and a lot of comfort to their kids um, so that's really important it's great for kids to be thinking about something else and someone else instead of their own needs it's a great way to um, get kids re-engaged with the real world off of their screens and devices having to care for this animal or pet um, there's a lot of lessons that go along with looking after a pet so um, especially if you have little little pets like gerbils and hamsters and um, rats they're lovely but they don't live very long so there's lots of lessons around um, getting attached and loving animals and then and then when they die sort of working that through and figuring that out um, and I think it's really important to let your kids feel those losses and that's where the mirroring comes in you can really mirror them and comfort them and support them as they're going through this um, instead of uh, trying to go around or over or underneath the feelings one of the best things to learn in life is that first of all, feelings are not bad. They're, they're important. They're the, those sort of ups and downs in life really teach us a lot. And through loss, we learn uh, so much about appreciation and love and gratitude. 
So sometimes when, um, you know, the goldfish dies and you just run to the store and get another goldfish, oh, how come the fin's shorter? Well, uh, you know, so it's a really hard one because you want to um, protect your kids from some of that sadness and some of that loss, but it, it really is better actually to kind of let them uh, feel the whole thing um, and teach them that they can get through those things, that they have the skills they can do sad um, and, and really end up with some really nice feelings about what they enjoyed from that pet. So that's a good thing. Uh, some of the negative things, I mean, certainly it's a lot of work. Um, and when you go away or travel, you have to make sure your pets are cared for. Um, that can be a bit of a challenge. But I think the good outweighs the bad. Um, yes, thank you. Thank you for the oxytocin. Um, I think the hard part is, well, actually, wait, this is a positive and a negative. Sometimes kids who are really impulsive, they have a tremendous amount of energy. They're, they're sort of rough and they kind of squeeze the puppy or the kitten and it's really important to teach them about um, emotional regulation around pets that, that they will sort of um, adjust their behavior and calm themselves down a little bit for the sake of the pet or for the sake of the dog or the kitten so that can be really nice that can be a great way to help them learn to regulate a little bit and you'll see like when a when a kid's really hyper around a puppy the puppy kind of squirms and wants to get away and it's a great way to kind of help them understand the puppy's body language um, and using that um, as an example with peers sometimes if your friends are like eh, you're too loud um, it's, it's really helpful for them to um, to learn how to adjust and regulate their own behavior um, for the sake of the pet which they'll sometimes do sometimes they'll do that for the pet but not for you um, and that's a pretty interesting way to, to have kids work on their emotional regulation um, the other thing is what I call behavior matching. So this is something that they can do with their dog or, or their cat, um, but also with their friends. So if they are being really hyper and really being loud and the pet is kind of like, you know, and you teach them you know, the tails between the legs and they've got kind of bug eyes. These are all uh, body talk signals that's telling you that your pet is uncomfortable and this is a bit overwhelming for them. And they can learn to adjust their hip behavior and I call it behavior matching. So if you're being hyper and your pet is not being hyper, then match their behavior. And they can do the same thing with their friends. If your friends are being really loud, then you can be really loud. If um, you're being really loud, but your friends are being kind of quiet, you wanna match their behavior. So it's really helping kids um, kind of use the, the cues of another person, in this case a pet, to try and regulate how they're feeling. Are you tired? <laughs> He's so cute. This is an, a ball of oxytocin. Um, so I think that's a big thing. Contracts, so before you get the pet and involve the children in, in being excited about the pet and getting, getting, getting ready for the pet, reading some books about a pet and uh, practicing what it's gonna be like to have the pet in the home. And it's okay to have children work on certain things in order to be a household that's ready to have a pet, showing other kinds of responsibility, um, showing improved emotional regulation, because it's a really big responsibility. Um, raising a healthy, happy animal, particularly dogs. Um, so that's a really important thing to plan for it and have a little contract, who's gonna do what, and really um, kind of working towards it and getting excited about it. Um, what will always happen with a pet is they're super excited in the beginning, and then, like anything, it's just like, oh, something I have to do, and they get a, they can get a little bit bored of the pet, especially if it's little pets like rats or um, bunnies or things like that. So. It's talking about that ahead of time, that that can happen, um, and having that conversation so that kids understand that that actually does happen. Hello, hello. 
Um, and then reminding them, hey, remember when we talked about this, you said that would never, ever, ever happen. And so you have to be aware that emotions change and feelings change, and it's a real responsibility to have an animal. When you can, try to get your pets from a shelter, try to get them from the Humane Society. There's some beautiful animals out there. We just raised six beautiful puppies, and they're beautifully socialized and really happy, and I'm sure they make beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pets. Um, and take this on knowing that this is probably going to be your job with a lot of wonderful ups and downs, but mostly ups. So, enjoy your pet. Okay, bye everybody. <laughs> okay, bye. Hi, I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.